0: GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Calagiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host Tony Caliguri, along with Roger Weiss. We have uh, Francis Beck, Tom Prince, and Frank's here. Yay <laughs> from WNY Athletics, and we are going to be talking about the uh, their football honor roll that WNY Athletics came out with this week. We're also going to talk with Len Jankwitz about the college football recruiting night. But before we get to all of that and our news and notes and our good mornings and everything, uh, I was sorry to read this morning about the passing of former President George H. Bush. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up today on Inside High School Sports is, I think it was my sophomore year, Burgard took a trip to Washington, D.C. And I know that's kind of crazy and scary thinking about a bunch of bulldogs running around in the nation's capital. So a classmate of mine, Eric DeRush, and I decided we wanted to meet uh, Jack Kemp. We're Buffalo Bills fans, and we're going to head to the Capitol, and we're going to see if Kemp is in. Unfortunately, he wasn't in that day. We decided to take a walk around, and we got lost in the Capitol building. It's a big building. (laughs) So we're like, oh, my God, how do we get out of here? And we find this door leads out to a uh, big half-circle driveway. All right, so we're outside now and we're trying to get our bearings of where we need to go to head back to our hotel. Well, all of a sudden, a station wagon pulls up with a uh, limousine following it with the flags. And we're like, "Uh-oh, this is something big." The vehicles park. Secret Service gets out of the uh, station wagon, open the door to the limousine, and out comes Vice President uh, George H. Bush walks right in front of us waves to us and smiles and says "hello boys" Eric and I are like "wow hello Mr. Vice President" You mean you didn't <laughs> No no it didn't didn't uh, buy broke my heart Anthony No we show proper respect <laughs> I just thought it it was the coolest thing in the world that the uh Vice President of the United States took time to say hello to uh to teenage kids from Buffalo New York and uh something that I'll never forget and very sorry to see uh, hear about the passing of uh, of him at uh, age ninety four I saw a cool picture this morning. in fact hes uh, playing baseball for Yale and he's on the pitcher's mound with babe Ruth. Oh man, how cool is that so just wanted to pass that along in my uh, high school connection to our, our former uh, president and former uh, v p morning guys. Morning, y'all. Morning.
2: Morning, y'all. Oh, Frank yeah, jumps yeah, you nice on that, try. Rog.
1: Nice try, Frank. <laughs> Stay in your lane,
0: Frank. <laughs> nice try, Frank.
1: <laughs> Wolf tried jumping jumping Roger on that. so uh,
0: look like he wasn't awake
1: yet. He's awake. Kind of, sort of. As he always says, it's I, too early. I don't have my
2: hat on because Diana says you don't want to mess up your hair like I'm a... Brewista? Because of the It'll, Conley
1: Cup. At least you have some hair. You're lucky for that. Uh, Before you shave yours, you'd have hair if you didn't shave. If I didn't shave it, you would see my receding hairline going back almost to the back, and then there's a bald patch on the other side. Well,
2: so if you didn't shave your head, you'd only need a runner because you shave your head. You need wall to wall. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) It looks dumb with hair. Now I like it shaved. So that's why you're aerodynamic. Is
2: that why you grow it on the bottom because you can't grow it on the top? (laughs) Exactly.
1: All right, let's. uh, I wanted to start the program off before we get into news and notes. I guess you can kind of call this part of news and notes, and we do this every year. Uh, It's just, you know, football, high school football season is over, and now it's time for the awards. As you mentioned, Roger the Connolly announcement coming up, and the Trench Trophy announcement coming up this week, I believe, on the 5th. Wednesday. 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 So you have all that. But on Tuesday, December 4th, is college football recruiting night. And uh, I've invited Len Jankiewicz to come on the program, as he always does. And this is part of the uh, W, the Western New York Amateur Football Alliance. Good morning, Len.
3: Good morning, Joni and good morning, fellas.
1: How are you doing, kind sir?
2: Morning, Len. Uh, just for the record, uh, in the old country, we say Yankevich. You know, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be consistent, Len. You get, know him, Len get him, Len. Get Get him.
3: Uh, he, he's always in rare form, Tony. But how can you stop him? You know, it's Roger. <laughs> you can't.
1: Model <laughs> <little> of consistency. What <laughs> yeah, can I say? Ab- absolutely consistent. Len, I got I have to get together with you sometime to talk linebacker and uh, help me out in with my defense for a little league. I got to pick your brain on some stuff. <laughs>
3: well, that's great. Well, let's let's talk about this recruiting idea. Yes. You know this this process, Tony, for parents. Uh, can be very intimidating it 's probably exciting in the same way, but uh, you know to navigate for the first time for parents and even you know young people coming into this thing is uh, is kind of a daunting task
1: it really is and when you look at the paperwork and everything that 's involved that 's a lot it 's a lot to it
3: is- well uh, Tony, we 're going to conduct this thing again uh, by the way for the sixteenth time it 's kind of uh you know when I took a look at the records that we've you know done together with the uh as you mentioned the western new york amateur football alliance this is the sixteenth time we've been doing it and it seems like the first time you know it it goes by quickly but it's uh it's a great great time for parents and uh you know the the young men uh in in western new york to uh to see whether or not they're ready for the challenge of uh college football and certainly the uh you know the the challenges that it uh you know exposes those kids to and It's the first night, really, Tony, I think that the parents and the young kids probably talk together about the recruiting process, you know, because they have to travel together. The parents pay the bill, and certainly the the young men want to, you know, further themselves, and they're probably living off the the senior year they had, and everybody's happy for them, and they're loving football, and they're they're probably at a high time for it. But it's uh, it's a great time to meet the coaches, and it's, uh, by the way, it's going to be December 4th. At the uh, Pepsi Club, which used to be the Jim Kelly Club, it's a it's a freshly renovated facility, Tony. It's it's fabulous. It's uh, for anybody that's been inside that facility now. It's, it was great before. It's even greater now, and it's probably the greatest spot. I thank the Bills for doing this for giving us that venue for this exciting recruiting night. For uh, by the way, not only for the seniors, Tony, this year. We're opening the uh, open recruiting line up for the juniors as well. How cool. We can't start this recruiting process too early, and it really gives the parents, Tony, uh, uh, a year in advance to say, hey, this is what it's all about, so they can, you know, they can prepare for the visits that they might line up for uh, for the off-season to go visit schools. So we we decided to do that along with the combine that we did last May. If you remember, we opened it up the juniors. This year we're opening up the recruiting line to them, and Uh, We can't wait for Tuesday night because it'll be a great night for for everybody.
1: By the way, if you're headed there, uh, you want to head to Gate 6 uh in the uh parking lot and that'll send you right there now len i mean what are some of the things that a parent can learn i mean is is it uh anything on on uh on assistance and uh maybe grants things like that to help with tuition or is this strictly just uh filling out uh, the, the uh the application to get into school and lining up your transcript and things like that
3: well, that's just it, Tony. I mean, the recruiting process is is just brand new to them, you know. And with the only thing I can recommend, uh parents, uh, I mean, a couple of questions. Certainly, we can talk all day about this topic here. But parents out there, don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, that's the thing that uh when parents enter this thing for the first time, uh you know, it's it's like a black hole. They're not they're not into this thing each and every day, so any question for them to the recruiter to the head coach and a lot of times tony this is really the only time that they might see a coach uh... person-person i mean you know they can shake their hand they can look them in the eye and they can you know they can take a look and see how they approach their their son and it's a great time to do it and also for for parents and here's the thing that uh, parents don't realize and maybe players don't realize either that stance. So 99% of the coaches really don't matter. They request game film, and really they do their recruiting for potential student-athletes off game film. And that's what people don't understand. They might bring volumes of headlines, you know, of of whatever records they've broken. Mm -hmm. The problem is is that coaches recruit off game film because they want to see how the young man performs with everything going on. And I kind of think that uh, this is the right way that – you know, co- you know, college coaches really earn their bread and butter by judging whether or not the young man can perform at their level. So, you know, that's the whole thing, Tony, is that uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Come with an open mind, and believe me, there will be 35 to 40 Division three, Division two coaches there uh, just, you know, recruiting and, and putting their best foot forward, and it's going to be a great night for everybody.
4: Uh, Tom Prince has a question for you, Len. Hey, Len, how are we doing today? So I do like the change that you're going to include juniors this year. Am I correct on that?
3: Yes, yes.
4: That's
2: that's the good thing, Len. You know, you said this is your sixteenth year, but this is the first year you're doing the underclassmen. So uh and my hat's off to you for doing that because let's face it, uh by the time you start the process if they're only seniors, it goes by so fast and they're behind. This way, like you said, they can prepare, they'll know what to do, and a year from now they'll be they'll be know, ready.
4: way ahead of the game. Yeah, there'll also be some recognition factor there. I had the opportunity to do this with Zachary two years ago that we actually got the chance to walk through this event, and Len, I can't thank you enough for that. But just the opportunity is, Len is right, this may be the first time that you're gonna get a chance to sit down with a coach or a recruiting coordinator, because it may not be the head coach, it could be the recruiting coordinator that is there, where you'll get the chance to really sit down, understand what their philosophy is, understand what they're looking for as far as a coach is concerned, and open up that relationship between parent and coach as well as uh, player and coach. It is a really great atmosphere where you will see you will literally go from table to table and talk to as many coaches as you want.
1: Hey, Len, uh, Frank Wolf has a question for you as well. Good morning, Coach. Sure. I,
0: my question was, Does do these colleges and these recruiters that come out and coaches and what have you, they obviously know what they're looking for. They, their program is already set in stone in terms of what type of offense they run, defense that they run. Should the player or student athlete know as a junior, he probably should know as a senior, but even as a junior, do they know if they're, the way they play the game will even work at a particular school? Is that one of those things where you know if he's sitting down with a coach from Alfred and they run a particular offense that this kid has never been a part of, maybe he knows right then and there that this might not be the fit for me. Is that one of those events where you can feel that out as well?
3: Yeah, well, here's a couple of things. And that's a great question here. You know why we're doing it for juniors is that maybe later on, and here's the key thing, is that maybe they can set up a campus visit or maybe go see a game so they can see how they fit in to the kind of offenses being done or maybe the kind of defensive scheme that might be there. And also, you know, there's some pretty savvy kids out there. They're going to check and see – uh, the roster of these different teams and see how many, how many, uh, you know, let's say how many quarterbacks are logged in to their roster who might be, uh, underclassmen. So they see who their competition is. And they might even recognize maybe a name from previous years. Hmm. A lot of, well, a lot of investigations that they can do into rosters of, uh, of teams. And that's really, I know from my experience just being around Division Three football. Rosters change significantly from year to year because uh, kids move from program to program. Gosh, it happens as we all know in Division One level, where all of a sudden this quarterback appears on campus. Or where did he come from? Came from another school,
1: you know. Uh, we're seeing it in high school now, Len. <laughs> really? Yeah, a lot of people are doing the old transfer thing nowadays. Uh, the bottom line is is that this is a great way to gather information. And the best way to make a decision on something is to have as much information as you can, to know about the school, know about the program, uh, maybe history, things like that, what, like Frank brought up, whether you fit in or not. And this is a great way to get all those questions answered. You know, take notes and, and just gather all that information to help you make your decision.
2: You know what else I like, Len, about this uh, inviting the juniors? Yes, there are going to be D2 and D3 coaches there, but at this stage of the game, if they're looking to uh, for, you know, as seniors, they may be, part of their motivation might be just to fill a void. They're looking for one particular area where they don't have help. <clears throat> so unless you're... Uh, Son is uh, fits into that thing. He may not be looked at. Whereas as a junior now, they're going to be a lot more open minded, and everybody's going to have a chance because you know they can keep an eye on them, and in senior year make an evaluation.
1: All right, Len. Before we let you go, I know this has gone on in years past, and there's so much going on. You know, kids and are playing basketball, and the, and the winter sports have started. And in years past, you've also set up a backup date because I know you know this is uh, December 4th from six to eight thirty. But uh, people who would miss, who couldn't make it Basket that night, basketball or wrestling, right? Yeah. You know, whatever they could travel. And you know, I think I believe in the past you've had it in Rochester as well.
3: Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, George Giordano, who, uh the high school coach out there, runs a very similar program to what we do here at the Bill Stadium. He does it at the uh, Rochester uh, RIT Conference Center. Tony, and you're right. Uh, you teed this up great for me because <laughs> this is what I was going to mention. <laughs> is that On, on uh, Monday, uh, the day prior to our college night, uh, George is doing the same exact program uh, Recruiting night, very similar to what we do here. But he's doing it, like I said, the RIT Conference Center, right up the True Way, uh, from six to nine. Uh, you can go to the Section Five website and uh, you know get some details on that. But it's exactly the same thing, Tony. This is free of charge, and I can't emphasize this enough. If you have any inclination of that your son might be interested. In uh, you know pursuing a career at the next level at the football level here, uh, show up. You, you you're never going to be disappointed, and if anything, uh, it might open up your eyes to schools that you never thought might be a choice.
5: for Good point.
3: And so, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's it's probably the second biggest investment that the family will make. Why would you not? Why would you not want to get as much information about it as you can?
1: Bingo, you hit it nail right on the head. Len, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Hopefully you guys get a good turnout, and parents, heed Len's advice. Len, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Great, great talking to you. Len Jankowitz does such a great job, and this is in conjunction with the Western New York uh, Amateur Football Alliance, the Section 6 Football Federation, and Western New York Football. Again, the date, December 4th, at uh, from 6 to 8, Thirty. It's at the New Airfield House. Go through gate number six. That'll get you in. All right, guys. Before the break, let's start news and notes. Uh, Who wants to kick off?
2: I just wanted to say, Len said, second investment, second biggest investment. What tuitions cost in this day and age, it might be their biggest investment.
1: True,
5: Francis. You know, Frank saw them uh, early on Thursday. But uh, the Niagara County Girls Hockey Team kicked off their program this week. They had a couple of games. Uh, they didn't you know, fare so well, but it's glad that they got on the ice and uh, we have a new program in girls hockey. Outstanding.
1: Frank, anything from you? Tom, anything from you? Roger,
5: anything from you? Just that there you? has
2: been so many, and I wish I could have made def- uh, at least a couple of them. Too numerous to mention all the signings that's taken place in the uh, last, what, two weeks? Uh, Will East, I know, a bunch of girls playing softball, sport close to my heart. Uh, basketball players volleyball players all signed uh, uh, again too numerous to mention congratulations to all of them Western New York girls sports is on the map a lot of them are going to college and playing their sport
1: Outstanding I was talking to uh, someone I know last night in fact I was at that uh, Festival of Slice in Niagara Falls and uh, ran into somebody that uh, I knew we were talking about uh, uh, jordan parks and i asked his where you know any leanings towards college he says he's kind of looking at cincinnati and southern florida he uh more leaning southern florida but that'd be pretty neat
2: yeah cincinnati he could get season tickets for the reds oh my god i'm impressed
1: <laughs> All right, on that note, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about WNY Athletics football honor roll. On the other side of the break, you're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelly, Jerry along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Tom Prince, Francis Beck, WNY Athletics in the house. We are talking about WNY Athletics. Football on a roll. I guess before we get going, Frank, I think the, uh, and this is for the three of you, uh, criteria. What goes into and how do you select your players? We pick names out of a hat. That's,
5: that's uh, very
4: scientific. <laughs> Did you notice Francis was the first one to jump in on that yeah. one, right? <laughs>
0: What we did was we took all the parents that would complain the most, <laughs> and we you were took, really getting Frank in trouble here. We put their kids at the top of the list. <laughs> no, um, it was a, a collection of people in the know that follow high school football closely. We sent uh, questionnaires out to every coach, and I want to say thirteen to fourteen sent them back. That's not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot of coaches responded. Um,
1: we want to complain, and we don't get enough exposure
0: we we uh, maybe that was a little light there some came in after the deadline, but we had a deadline, and uh, media guys weighed in Dick Gallagher weighed in you know our crew uh, weighed in um, so what we did was we took you know a third we took the coach's input and everybody's input, put it together. Roger came in uh, Tim Wegren came in uh, one day, Tom and Francis, and we all just went through all the names and. We didn't want to do like a second, third, and an honorable mention team. We just said, let's just do a large school, small school, get it done, put it in, you know. Recognize, I think we did was a twenty-nine per side, including like the player of the year and all that. So um, it was a it was a collaborative effort and it went on for a couple of weeks. And we just tried to do the best we could. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, we think we got it. As close to right as possible in terms of our player of the year, and ter- uh, for large schools, um, the discussion begins and ends with Sean Dolak. Uh, it's a. I, I don't mean, think you can argue with that. No, for for what that kid did from day one, all the way to Syracuse, and we stopped uh, taking names before Syracuse, so the state champion didn't really play a factor in the voting. But even still, from what that what that kid from week one all the way to Union Endicat, I don't think we've seen one player dominate in some time. I don't know. You guys can weigh in on that. But on both sides of the field, well, what so that he, kid he, did.
4: He's very unique in the sense of he's got that quarterback linebacker, linebacker position. You know, you can go back a couple of years ago. This is Andreessen, right, um, who – had that kind of dynamic out on the field that could do so many different things. But he had
0: so much help, Sean didn't. Oh no, I, I
4: mean did. players rose to the
0: occasion. No, you know, Arnone came up and you know, he had a good line, but Sean Dollex That's the key you just said it. Point. He
4: did have help yeah. though. That line was solid this year. Both sides of the ball and that's a big reason he's able to accomplish what he could accomplish. Well, I got news
1: for you. You don't win football games without a good line. Yeah.
4: I mean, that's the key. Don't get me wrong. What he did was phenomenal. I'm yeah. not taking anything away, right? He did it, right? And he deserves to have that name on that top line. No doubt about it. But that line was a huge help yeah. to his success. So, I, I, I agree they had
0: a great line, but Sean Dolak took that, put that entire team on his back. Andreessen didn't necessarily have to do that with Lancaster a year ago. He
2: had a lot and, of help. Andreessen had a much better supporting cast. We're it,
0: dolected, and that's my point. And I, yeah. mm,
2: I know it sounds like we're putting down <clears throat> the rest of the... Uh,
1: no, you're not putting well, anybody Seneca down. Team.
2: It's just that... The he stood out. The supporting cast at West Seneca East does not come close to the supporting cast at Andreessen had at Lancaster. I think that's what Tom and uh, Frank are yeah. trying well, to say. Well, the other
5: thing is with uh, West Seneca East, the other thing was you knew what was coming as a defense. You knew it was going to Dolak. They only had a couple of plays they were going to run, and he still managed to get yards no, uh, but, Execution. You know, yeah, executing executing. Well, here's the thing. You no just coming. brought it up, Rod. Wally Hucknall used to say,
1: I will give you my playbook. I'll tell you what plays I'm going to run. It's up to you to try to stop me. Yep. In other words, if my team executes, you can't stop me. Vin-
0: and then you go take that right back to Vince Lombardi. Yeah. So we, we selected Sean on the large school side. And on, the, and on the small school side, for player of the year, we ended up with Aaron Waller, Uh Pretty much, he took control of that award at the stadium. The his play at the Nerf, What did he do? Oh, Three hundred yards. Three hundred yard performance in a game they had to win to move on. Against you know, southwestern, southwestern, a very game. good, very good southwestern. Team. They had to come back. They were down in that game. He was it, tremendous, and that's pretty much where he won that award. That I, I still remember that.
4: doing the post game interview and watching. Um, him and his quarterback both right next to each other, standing on either side of me, shivering, freezing, cold. I mean it was a it was a game of the elements where you turned out and ran for three hundred yards deserves all the credit <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
0: And we uh <clears throat> this was a collection of not just Section Six schools, but also Monsignor Martin schools. So it was difficult to put it all together, but we did it and we'll continue doing it. Well yes. let's
1: start going through so you want to start with small school or, or uh, we'll, large? Might as well. we'll Frank,
2: have... bearing in mind before we get started though now, for example, Sean Dolak is player of the year, so you will not see him as a all star running back. We do not repeat the name. We had a player of the year, an offensive player of the year who wasn't player of the year. The top quarterback wouldn't be either one of those, you know, etcetera, et cetera. So to try to get as many people on the list to be recognized, that's why we did it. I mean, obviously, if uh, Sean Dolex, player of the year, you got to say he's either linebacker and or running back and or actually what, wildcat quarterback, what I guess would be more if you want to describe an offensive position. But uh, I'm only emphasizing, I want to uh, just mention real quick, Sean Dolak, for those who don't know, is also the Buffalo News Player of the Year. When is the last time that a player of the year was not an offensive player and they listed him on defense? That shows you the wide scope and range that Sean Dolak performed under. We can't emphasize that enough.
0: So on the small school, we already mentioned Waller was the Player of the Year. Cole Snyder, the Offensive Player of the Year breaking a record that was set by Joe lakata in 2009. That's right. Aaron Chase tied it and then Cole got to play an extra week and uh and he just, you know, was able to throw enough touchdowns to break that record. Michael Riggerman, our defensive player of the year. There's a kid that had over 30 touchdowns, but on the defensive side of the ball, he led his team in tackles. I believe he led all small schools in tackles. He was he had a tremendous a football machine. season yeah, yeah. on both sides of the ball. An incredible football player. Andy Bernard from randolph we all agreed that he was uh, – and, and it was a, that was tough, picking alignment of the year for small schools because there were a handful of them that really could have won this. But we, in the end, ended up with And this uh, was the Bernard. year of the
4: big boys, by the way. And yeah. not only that, a lot of the coaches felt this was the one who yes. stood out too.
0: Yeah, like we had mentioned, coaches did weigh in on this. Alex Card was – was a kid that we ended up with special teams player of the year. Um, arguably could have been in the – he was in the wide receiver discussion. Uh, you know, he's a finalist for the County Cup today. And the news has him in for wide receiver. We we wanted to get him in – we thought he had such a special year. We wanted to include him somewhere in that top, you know, five or six uh, player of the year. So we put him at special teams because not only did he score a lot of highlight reel touchdowns having the best quarterback throwing the ball all year – but he also kicked a lot of extra points, field goals. And he was pretty good on both sides of the ball, returning kicks. So he had a complete season. Our, he sold popcorn at halftime, too, Anthony. <laughs> Our Coach of the Year, um, a lot of people might have been surprised by this, but we went with Wilson's Bill Atlas. I don't think you could go wrong with that. We, we, we I mean, CSP, Ty Harper. Uh, <laughs> I said this, Anthony, you remember back with J.C. I yeah, know exactly he... what
1: you're going to say right now. <laughs>
2: Jay Sirianni had uh oh a Zach Zopak, the quarterback. He was the Conley Cup winner that year. Uh what's his name? Carlson and went on to play four years at UB. He won a Trench trophy that year. I told Jay back then and said, Jay, the only way you could have been is if you didn't win uh win it all. I'm not voting for you for the coach of the year. To me, it's the coach of the year is a person that does brings his team the most beyond expectations.
1: Wilson had a fantastic year.
4: Yeah,
2: CSP didn't go beyond expectations. Anything less than a state championship would have been a failure. Yeah, but
4: sometimes meeting those expectations is some of the hardest things to do when everybody's telling you you've got, you're going to do it.
2: No, I understand that. But whereas you get somebody like again, uh, Coach Atlas from Wilson, you know. Would you have expected them to give what? What was the final score of that Southwestern game? They
0: lost by a point. They went 4-2
2: for, for in He was They were supposed to get blown out after making the what? Five-hour trip
0: or whatever it takes to get from They were down by Wilson. 20. Yeah. They were down by 20 in that game. That's they who I would have voted they for. They could have won. They could have tied it up. But, you know, we also went, uh, our quarterback of the year ended up being, or, our quarterback first team was Steve Frerich from Wilson. Outside of uh, Cole Snyder, Find me a better quarterback in the small schools than, than the season Steve Ferrick's had.
5: The kid played linebacker too. He was yeah. tough as nails. He was in on every te- on every play on defense. Uh,
2: yeah, who, who did you think he was? School
5: Nolak, we'll be lucky to have really. him.
0: Really, <laughs> our running backs: Javon Thomas, Rashad Law, uh, Joel Cologne. Wide receivers: We got Jermaine Haynes, Cardinal O'Hara, Cam Barmore. Uh, CSP, you're going to hear his name a lot next year. Tamel Bass, Cheek dewaga had an increp- incredible year. And their extra flex player, if you will, was Keyshawn Bill from Cheek Dewaga up for Connolly Cup today. Mm-hmm. Lineman, Stephen Boyd Jr., Joe Powers, Lane Patton, Austin Dominowski, Ben Restiva, our kicker, was from St. Mary's, Jake Shioncha. Defense, Justin Hempel, Ramir Velasquez, both from O'Hara, Chris Deem, Zach Fisher, Easton Tanner, Drew Westmoreland, Finn O'Brien, Sincere Middlebrooks, Andrew Masacchio, Tavon Roach, and then Derek Eklund. And we also threw in Robbie Penhollow from Casadega Valley Falconer. He had a great season down at Casadega Valley Falconer. And then a punter was St. Mary's Kyle Gold. Those were our small school choices. Well, I love
1: how you guys are giving love to the uh, South Towns. I, I don't think the, the schools down
0: there get enough
1: recognition. Uh, for the kind of football that they're playing.
0: We enjoy going down there. We had a lot of fun. We've been to Southwestern, Chautauqua Lake. Even if food is your uh, uh, major Town.
1: motivation for going down there, Raj, <laughs> oh, Yeah, t- that would be
4: Roger's motivation. <laughs> 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 That's
0: shaking
1: his head. All right, continue, Frank.
0: Uh, and then on the large schools, we started. Uh, we thought Sean Dolak just had one of those seasons where uh, very deserving of player of the year. Offensive yeah, he kinda of chipped in. <laughs> he, did <okay. laughs> he did okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he, didn't
2: your first, he didn't burn
1: the popcorn, right, Raj.
0: <laughs> but our offensive player of the year was Jake Ritz from St. Francis, just a fresh uh sophomore. sophomore.
4: You know, this is gonna be this is gonna be I wanna I am excited to see what the future holds here. Will this be the one to break Jerry Hickson's records uh that have been set? Will this be someone who could break state records? There's a lot to be uh, to, to see here. And uh, this name's going to be something we're going to have fun with the next couple well, of years. Well, Coach Smith
5: has got a big smile on his face, I'm sure. Well, I, you know, the other thing is he had all these expectations heading into this year. It's just a freshman. He was pulled up against St. Joe's, and he had a pretty good start. And he had all these expectations, which is a lot to put on a young kid. Sure. And he really lived up to, maybe even exceeded them. You know, if this kid grows a couple more inches – we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of the area. I'll tell
0: you what. He had an unbelievable game against Aquinas, state champion Aquinas. You, Tom, I believe you were at oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, how many points did they put up against Aquinas, the state champion?
4: It was 49, I think, they put so, up.
0: On, I mean, that's saying you know? a lot. Aquinas, again, winning the state championship. They rolled uh, that New, New Rochelle, Rochelle team. Coached Assistant coach was Ray Rice from Baltimore, by the way. And that right. may
2: be the reason. I don't know if you mm. saw the paper this morning in the final news poll for the top team. St. Francis, even though their record was 5-7, and seven, they were finished fourth by the pollsters on the news. Good for uh, them. Fun. Things are looking good for them. Defensive
0: I, player of the year, Connor Mahoney from Lancaster. Lineman of the year, Tyler Doty, St. Joe's. Special teams player, Joe Jamison from Canisius. We probably could have thrown him in there as running back, but I thought on special teams he was absolutely a game changer. Every time he touched the ball... Against St. Francis in the championship, returned a 95-yard. You know, it doesn't get any bigger in those moments. Jerry Smith, Coach of the Year from St. Francis. I don't know if uh, can't go wrong. Like I say, yeah. we <laughs> were
2: talking about Atlas instead of the coach from uh, CSP. Jerry Smith could have been a consideration, too, you for beat uh, of beat Joes and Canisius Year. down the road. Yes. Sure. Down, you know.
0: And uh, so. probably
2: played against Aquinas as well as anybody. Now, Grant and I found out from uh, John Moriello at uh, Syracuse last week that uh, Aquinas at the time was undermanned because of injury. But nonetheless, Aquinas is a good football team. Anybody who saw that <laughs> Lancaster game realizes
0: how good
1: Aquinas was. Absolutely. That's uh, a program. I keep saying that over and over.
0: QB ended up Aaron Chase at Star Point. Running backs were DJ Perry, John Spire, and Kyer Fields, who really didn't get a lot of attention. This year I don't think but those last two to three games he had almost 700 yards rushing he was incredible played a little injured this year but Kyer Field's definitely one of the top running backs in our area Malik Brooks from Lockport wide receiver along with Dominic Thomas from St. Francis and then Matt Spina from Starpoint we could put any one of those three wide receivers from Starpoint in there and Jordan Parks was our flex player from Niagara-Wheatfield all right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, I want you guys to get
1: more, uh, more into uh, talking about the players that have been selected, and uh, we'll have a little bit of that and more. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. We're talking about the
5: WNY Athletics Football Honor Roll. All right, Francis, finish it up. All right, we left off with uh, Jordan Parks of niagara Field as our uh, flex player, our lineman for large school, Nick Hammy, West Seneca East, Jihad Loins Bennett, Josh, Josh Wilson, West Seneca West, Max Anderson, the center from Hunch Tech, and David Gaka, from Lancaster, our kicker was Tristan Vandenberg headed to Ohio next year. Dylan Kelly of Will North was our first defensive player followed by John Stevens of Clarence, Tyler Bailey of Frontier, a Frontier. He had a strong year I thought, uh kind of under the radar player cuz Frontier didn't do do so well,
4: but uh statistically he's one of the top people you saw in tackles just from his position alone. Um definitely definitely deserved to be on the list. And was also recognized by Buffalo News as one of the uh, as one of the top players.
5: Yeah, if you watch the film, he's just a fast kid and he can really and he's physical as well. Uh Mike Golinsky, West Seneca West, along with Liam Schauer, his teammate Liam Schuer, uh Jake DeWolf from Niagara Wheatfield, Robert Giancarlo from Sweet Home. And uh he's what do we hear? He has a ninety nine grade point average. Outstanding.
1: I, I like
5: that. Jaylon Rafino from South Park, along with teammate Elijah Lewis. And to finish up, Dawson Tiger from St. Francis. And
4: a kid you know about real well, uh, Michael Pataki from Orchard Park. Which, don't be surprised that you'll see that name as a possible defensive player of the year next yeah, year. Yeah, he's only back. a junior. Our, well, how big is he, Tom? Um, he's not like you're not talking about well, He's a this, wide receiver yeah, on offense. Yeah, I he mean, he, he plays slot on offense is yes. what he'll do. Um, but you're talking about a kid's speed linebacker. He can run with some of the fastest people around here, and he's got that mentality that just says, is, listen, I'm going to take over the game, and I'm going to be the one who tackles you. Um, look out. He'll be someone who we're going to be talking about next year for Player of the Year. Cool. And then to finish up, our flex player was
5: Riley Wood from St. Joe's, and our punter was Jack Westermeyer from Canisius.
4: Hmm. Excellent selection. Kenesha, I'm telling you, it's year after year. I don't know where they get these kickers from. <laughs> but, but they do As a Bryce phenomenal Hopkins. job. I'm telling Bryce you. is doing it. Yeah. Bryce is getting and them now ready. That, the kickers are, if you uh, I watched the last Ohio State game that uh, we were talking about. don't mention that. I was uh, just going to
2: say, don't go where you're going to go because <laughs> Anthony's jaw is going to hit the ground like it's safe. Oh. But you said it. I couldn't, st- no, they brought I actually couldn't stop they I couldn't stop thing.
4: They brought him to kick field goals, so they were actually showing his name out there, which was cool. I saw really, him on really, the sideline. Yeah, so he actually was brought in to kick the field goals now. In fact, I remember he,
1: showing Nick. I said, "See, Nick, he played He's you know, that's a Western New York guy. He played for Canisius. Oh, dude, that, that's cool.
4: And, and he he was somebody who could have played linebacker. I mean, he could have played any position out on the field with what he is, which is what Vanderbilt did yeah, he this plays, year. He played he, tight end. Tight end, and he also played. Um, he played defensive end. Punters, yeah, don't nec- you know. punters no, and kickers don't necessarily have to be small. not was more a kicker. Oh. I mean,
2: we couldn't have come up with a utility player or a special teams player. We had to slot him somewhere. Yes. He wasn't just a place kicker.
1: Don't kid yourself. Punters and kickers don't necessarily have to be small. I don't know if you no. saw on uh, Facebook last night, Ben Woods, former punter for UB and uh, now the guru at STA Sports Performance, the most jack punter you'll ever see. <laughs> the <That's> dude's
4: ripped. <laughs> Ben's a big Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and now Ben's a great guy to he boot. Sure also, if
2: oh come on, great guy to boot. Was that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, Anthony, <laughs> if I have said that, you would have thrown I me out. It. It yeah, either. but if I would have said it, you would have figured it out and thrown me out of the studio. <laughs> To boot, get, <laughs> get out of here. here! And honestly, that wasn't even meant to come out like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh man! Well,
1: man. It, you know, it sounds like you guys put a lot—obviously, put a lot of time into this and a lot of thought, which is important. Not just as Francis said early, jokingly pulling names out of a hat. Uh, well, you know, great representation of uh of the talent around Western New York, and I think that it. Uh, we're, we're we're seeing a rise, I think, in talent and, and the amount. You know, used to be maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just perception that we didn't have as many, but it seems to be growing with the amount of players that you can debate belonging on a list like this, whether it's for the news or or for what you guys are doing at WNY Athletics. You know, and when we were talking with Len uh, at the beginning of the show about recruiting. When a player can put something like this on his resume, I made WNY Athletics honor roll. I made uh, Buffalo News, uh, you know, whatever their thing is for players of the year. Uh, They're all Western New York team. Coach is impressed by that or no?
4: Yes, Um, especially when you maybe not impressed, but it
1: gets their attention.
4: You you know what it is? They're not going to sit here and squabble over a first or second team because they understand that different people look at things different ways, right? Right. But they want to see that your name is being recognized as somebody that's a top player in the area and will look at that, right? So they're looking at just to see as, wow, okay, this is somebody I've got to see film on. Remember, Len kept saying is, that they're going to look at film that's the biggest piece oh sure when you think especially especially an underclassman that makes these are triggers to help me say i've got to look at your film
1: and hey guess let me tell you something you know some of you young folk that are listening who have aspirations of playing at the next level it's not just the big run that you made the big tackle that you made the coaches are looking at how you carry yourself if there's a, a bad play is your head down Uh, Are you chewing out one of your teammates? They're looking for everything. So you know, just because you led the team attack doesn't mean that uh, they're going to jump out if they see something that's, as you said, is a red flag. Such you know, with body language like that. And guess what? Your grades are probably is more important. And I was talking to some kids last night uh, that uh, played for me when we were at the uh, festival. There are thousands of you out there with equal talent. What's going to separate you is your grades. They're not going to take a chance on somebody that's a C student when they could take an A student. All right? Get your your work done in the classroom. Get your grades
4: up. And what we will not talk about, and we haven't yet, is... Dick Gallagher's awards will be coming up here shortly. Two weeks. And Dick will also be announcing an all-Western New York academic team, which is also something that's been very huge, that will recognize kids that may not even be on any of these lists. Some will, but you're going to see some more names added to these lists.
1: Bingo. Yeah, they not only
2: get an award, a trophy or a plaque, whatever they decide to hang out, they get some pretty nice threads to go along with it, because the first thing they do, they got to check out their size and all that stuff, and they get eventually get the right one. So it's very prestigious. It's always the final award, and the final award is the academic player
1: of the year. And then he also puts a Red Sox logo on it. Thank you, Dick. All right, Derek Kramer, thank you for producing. Guys, we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports.